This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode number three. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host, Kristen Trumpy. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining me. Um, Today we're going to talk about positive emotions and we will cover why one big misunderstanding makes people question the legitimacy of positive psychology. We will also talk about what positive emotions are good for, what emotional contagion is, how positive emotions affect health and what you can do to increase positivity. Before we come to all of that, though, um, I would like to talk about something which I mentioned in the last episode, which was about strengths. And basically, I said before I start with the main content every episode, I'd actually like to spend one or two minutes talking about mindset, Um, not just talking about it, but actually looking at how I can improve this very podcast using a growth mindset. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically the idea that we can get better at almost anything if we put our minds to it instead of just dividing the world into people who are good at something and people who are not good at something. Um, Initially, I plan to do a little news section um, before each um, topic, all right? So the idea was to just tell you about one or two cool news studies. And um, yeah, so to ensure that you're up to date, However, when I did that last week, um, sorry, not last week, last episode, um, I just noticed that it really broke the flow of what I was trying to do. It was also something that made me feel quite emotional personally. So I felt, you know what, I don't want to do the news section anymore. I don't think it's, um, I think you can get it better done elsewhere. Um, For those of you who do want to keep up to date with the research in positive psychology, Um, without spending hours and hours tracking down papers, um, I actually have a tip for you. Um, You can go to um, www.theflourishingcenter.com forward slash C-E-P-P. Don't worry if you didn't catch that. Um, I will link to that in the show notes. Basically, Erin and Amelia summarize 10 studies on one page and provide abstracts to 20 or more recent research papers. They do all of this for 15 bucks a month, which I think is personally way too little for the effort they put into it. Um, And if you think about it, how much time you save, you know, $15 is, you know, that's less than an hour if you earn more than $15 an hour. So you do the math. Um, By the way, they're not telling me to say this. They don't even know I'm talking about them. So there's no bribes involved or anything like that. So if you have a professional interest in positive psychology, I highly encourage you to check them out. All right. So now the main part, um, positive emotions. First, I'd like to start with a very common misunderstanding. One reason why some people distrust happiness research and positive psychology is that they are under the impression that we think positive emotions are enough to lead a happy and meaningful life. Let me tell you that positive emotions are really, really important, but by no means they're the only way of achieving a happy and meaningful life. And, you know, no researcher is under that impression as far as I know. Um, 
I like to think of positive emotions personally like a thermometer, which basically tells you that things are going well or not so well in case of negative emotions. What are the benefits of positive emotions? Well, yesterday I was walking along the river and suddenly I just felt so grateful to live in a place that is so beautiful. The absence of workday business and joggers and dog walkers really contributed to this feeling of serenity and absolute peacefulness. And it felt good. You know, positive emotions, they make you feel good in a broad range of ways. Um, sometimes it can be a bouncy sort of happiness, but equally it can be open mouth wonder, amusement or just contentment. This variety, I think, is really important to acknowledge for those of you who are maybe a little bit scared that if you are, you know, become more happy, other people will start hating you and you will start annoying them. What is annoying is fake and one-dimensional, you know, pseudo-happiness. That is annoying. But if you're genuinely happy and express genuine positive emotions in all these variations, so from pride to contentment to awe to, to um, just um, amusement, there is really nothing annoying about that. That's just being happy. And those who are annoyed, they are probably not that happy themselves. So... Have you experienced this before? You're in the shower, not trying to think of anything, and suddenly you have an idea on how to solve a problem. This is an example of how feeling good, in this case being relaxed and having a pleasant shower, can broaden your mind and help you find solutions you usually don't have access to if you're more rushed and less positive. However, the benefits accumulate and become useful resources in the future as well. When you're feeling amused, for example, this makes it more likely that you will share your amusement with others. We see that on Facebook all the time, you know, like sometimes the jokes, they are, you know, not that original, but they make you smile. And if you, if somebody constantly makes you smile, chances are um, that might lead to a strengthening of that relationship offline as well. Another example, um, imagine yourself, you're walking around in a nice place you're not familiar with. Let's say a cool place like Istanbul, okay? If you feel curious, you're more likely to actually explore the area, which later might be helpful. Maybe you and your friends really want to get some frozen yogurt. And, you know, not every frozen yogurt shop is on Google Maps. So if you walk around, it can actually pay dividends. Now, frozen yogurt is obviously not that important. But if you take the same example and use it with studying or work, if someone feels curious and uses that curiosity to learn more and more, obviously that will translate into better results. It doesn't necessarily always have to be about the grades. It can also be that those people are able to be helpful to other people, which in turn might strengthen their relationships. So I hope you get how positive emotions can be really a good thing the moment they're happening, but that the behaviors they make you do can actually lead to further benefits down the road. It has also been found that negative emotions and even their physical consequences, like high blood pressure or um, increased heart rate, can be soothed by experiencing positive emotion. Now, I want to be clear on one thing. It's, it's not always desirable to you know, quench a bad emotion the moment you feel it. Um, one reason is that 
it has been found that suppressing emotions can make them actually last last longer. So if you try to actively suppress a negative emotion, usually it just drags on, all right? So, and the other reason is that why you should think twice about just attacking any negative emotion you have is that sometimes negative emotions can have positive benefits. It was found, for example, to my utter delight and my boss's pain that swearing can reduce pain, which is exactly what I told him. I told him, look, if I just bang my toe and I can just swear for like 30 seconds um, afterwards, I will be fine. And, you know, he, he used to think I'm crazy, which, you know, maybe I am. However, now I have someone to back up that craziness. So that felt pretty cool. All right. Furthermore, it is not clearly understood how positive emotions can be reliably used to turn around particular negative emotions. So let me get this straight. Um, I'm not saying they can't do that, all right? Um, there have been a couple of studies where people who felt negative emotions, when they were, for example, showed uh, a video clip, a positive video clip, their blood pressure and their um, pulse went down, all right? So that showed that positive things can actually reduce the negative impact of negative emotions, okay? What I'm saying is that we don't yet quite understand how this works with every emotion, all right? So when you express emotions, verbally or non-verbally, others might catch that emotion. Um, that sounds a little bit shaky and maybe slightly esoteric, but think of a concert you've been to. And can you recall a moment how suddenly the entire you know stadium started to change and how that change in mood just spread almost immediately that's the same thing that happens in daily life which is precisely why happiness is not selfish you know sometimes people think happiness is selfish you're very self-involved but actually if you think about it if you feel good and you express your contentment or your awe with others, actually, others will feel that same way um, in most cases. So, yeah, happiness is not selfish at all. Let's talk about health. They have made a couple of studies where they looked at the short-term effects of how positive emotions affect your health. They found that positive emotions lower stress hormones, lower the heart rate, they can boost your immune system, and you have less pain. Now, how do, how do psychologists know these things? Take uh, a, famous, a famous study, which was called, which let's call it the flu experiment. Basically, what happened was that a couple of participants decided that, yeah, okay, <laughs> they will participate in an experiment where they were given the flu virus. All right. And... What happened was that the people who felt better prior to receiving that virus were much less likely to catch it than those who didn't, all right? So those in similar studies can yield these kind of results. Let's talk about the long-term effects as well. So people found that if you feel positive more often than not, you're much more likely to engage what in what doctors call restorative behaviors, which is resting, working out, sleeping, and spending time in nature, and even going on vacation. All these things are good for your health. 
So the better you feel, the more likely you are going to do these things. People also sleep longer and better, which in turn led to them experiencing less stress and improved immunity, which was also a general benefit of positive emotion. They also found that patients had less strokes and infarcts, the ones who were positive. So you see, it's not just about feeling happy. It's not just about something artificial. Actually, it goes down to the very physical level, which is why working on your emotions might be really a good idea. Interestingly, they found that not all the same results applied to men and women, which shows why science is important. It's easy for a layperson to to think, well, why do we have science in the first place? I mean, I know that when I feel good, things work out better. So what do I need a scientist for? Well, scientists can look at things like these questions and address, well, why is it that men and women react differently? In which cases does it make sense to tell a patient to be to try certain interventions? And if we know that it works for women but not for men, that's good because we're not wasting the men's time. And vice versa, because there are also findings where men show greater susceptibility than women. What's also interesting is that um, the undoing emotions, which means the negativity experience could be reversed by doing something positive, did not always work. Sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. With sadness, for example, it worked, but they found with anger it was more difficult. Um, this We have to find out why that is. Personally, I think it might have something to do with the fact that some emotions are more activating than others. So sadness is more of a passive emotion. It's an emotion that kind of makes you want to just lie in your bed and, and you know, sleep. And from that perspective, it might be a little bit less work to get you out of that state than if you're really angry and your entire, you know, system is just fired up. You might take a little bit longer to calm down and to undo that negative effect. So if you're thinking about working with your emotions, how would you do that? Well, one thing to know that really helps is that emotions are not just one thing. They actually consist of four different parts, which is the personal experience, the bodily responses associated with a particular emotion, thinking, how our thoughts are changed by a certain emotion, and the behavior that this emotion triggers. Anger, for example, like lots of other emotions, can change your body, as I mentioned before, in the moment by increasing your heart rate and your blood pressure. Trying to think creativity, can, creatively can be very difficult when you are experiencing anger because your emotions affect your thinking in very specific ways. Anger also triggers behaviors such as being more confrontational. So these three aspects bodily responses, thinking and behavior make up your personal experience of an emotion. This is important when you're trying to influence your emotions. Trying to change your physical responses might be easier in some cases than changing your thinking. Or at other times, it might be easier to change your behavior, which then might change your bodily reactions, which in turn can ease up your thinking style. Here are a couple of suggestions from 
Barbara Fredrickson's book on positivity. Develop distractions when you're feeling good. This is a really important, important tip. Why? I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes people have the strangest ideas. I'd like you to think of the following scenario, which will hopefully never happen to you. Think about your house is burning. All right. So you call the fire brigade. They come, sirens flaring, and they all jump out. You know, they're all in their cool outfits and ready to go. But then instead of starting to put out the fire, they start reading the dummy's guide to putting out fires. And that is just really bad timing. And if you think that's ridiculous, that's actually what a lot of us do all the time. We only address something once it has already become a problem or a fire. But that's not the moment to do that. So as Miss Fredrickson suggests, try to think about ways that you can distract yourself from negative emotions while you're actually feeling quite good and then use them when you're feeling bad. Another idea is to savor good feelings, which means you consciously experience them, which makes you feel them more intensely and usually helps to draw them out as well. Another thing you can do is to remember when you felt proud, serene, or in awe. Remembering can actually trigger the very same emotions that we felt while we were in a particular experience. You can then collect these experiences by taking pictures, making notes, and there are some apps which actually help you with that if you're into smartphones, like, for example, the Live Happy app. Okay, so I hope... This was useful to you. I hope you understand a little bit more about what positive emotions are and why they're important and what you can do to heighten and manage them better. If you're listening to this through iTunes, it would really help if you could submit a rating and review because other people would then be more likely to find this podcast. This week, I would really like to thank three people who have agreed to come on future podcasts. I'm really grateful as they are super busy. Thanks to Ryan Nemec, Leah Waters and Acacia Parks. I'm really looking forward to interviewing all of you. Today I'm going to say goodbye in Spanish and I just noticed right now that I did not practice this. So let's see how it goes. Muchas gracias por escuchar el podcast de la psicología positiva. Adios amigos. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt.